You're listening to Potato Candy Network. Hello and welcome back to Blank Scenario. I am, as always, your host, Marie, a.k.a. Queen in Yellow. Who still can't speak. And I am your illustrious <laughs> co-host, the grumpy elf, Aka Casey. The reason I can't is because we have a guest on the show, because that always happens with a guest. Uh, joining us today is my brother, William, the jerk face who finally showed up. <laughs> Hello. After a year. <laughs> yeah, it took me a while. I had to start coming in from New York, so, you know. <laughs> had to get actual reliable internet. <laughs> yeah, I had to leave Texas, go to New York, and then decide to call in, so... <laughs> I legitimately, I have a page in my notebook for a blank scenario, and it's like, I looked and I'm like, oh, this was legitimately a year ago I wrote that page, and it's still blank. <laughs> <laughs> I can fill it in now. It's so exciting. To be clear, Yay. the blank page has guessed my brother at the top of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, I wrote a blank page a year ago. Like, ah, oh, this is exciting. But yeah, we are doing something a little bit different as well. William. Do you want to go ahead and describe the system we are creating a scenario for? So um, I am currently running a campaign using a, a Star Wars powered by the Apocalypse system that I found online. It's using specifically the Omega edition. I think there is a second one afterwards that has a little bit less information, a little bit less filled out called Nebula. Uh, but this was the most complete one that I could find. And it's essentially, it's powered by the Apocalypse, so if you've used any of those sort of systems before, it's very similar setup. And you've got Mistress of Ceremonies, you've got different classes inspired by Star Wars characters, and uh, yeah, it's just a sort of simple, I say simple, it's powered by the Apocalypse, <laughs> but it's fairly easy way compared to the some things to get into a campaign, and I've got three players that I'm... Uh, run into game for and none of them have really ever done a campaign so i just wanted something kind of simple to uh help that they don't have to roll too much or mm -hmm. uh that helps kind of lend itself to the more role-playing aspect versus math and dice aspect yeah i do love i'll have to see if i can dig through the reddit pages for it to find the original author to tag him in the comments or the show notes but i love that they have drama moves on the characters including when you die so this game is very much role play of like death is a part of life and we're prepared for this <laughs> yeah although i think one of them let me see if i can find it the names are very sci-fi star wars-esque as well which is fantastic i believe the uh actual like name for it is star wars world uh that's with like a quick google search here trying to find it uh but yeah it's it's basically star wars powered by the apocalypse oh yeah here we go. The Adept. When you die, you can become a Force Spirit. <laughs> Which is a really fun one. Like, man, just start the game with one, someone dying and there's a ghost the entire game. <laughs> Scenario done. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we are switching to Star Wars. This has been on my list for a while to do a Star Wars-esque scenario. And I love Fantasy Flight, but their games are very crunchy, unfortunately. And so require specialty dice most of yeah. the time. Yeah. So, yeah. This one is much simpler to get into, and I love that about it. I looked at those, uh, and there was so much stuff with it. I thought about maybe including some things, but it was very hard to um, really come up with how to explain it to my <laughs> players and everything. So I was like, I'm not really 
sure about this. And then I found like, you know, there's like Star Wars 5e that you can find that's like just a website. So it basically just uses f- fifth edition D&D and mm-hmm. just makes things kind of more Star Wars. Yep. Uh, and, yeah. At that <laughs> point, so you like, that a might be... jammer. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like, that might be fun, but like it's still kind of like, it's still kind of hard to find there. So I was mm-hmm. like, I'm just going to look to see what I can find otherwise. Uh, I did find it on a Reddit page. Uh, I actually have the Reddit thing here from three years ago, but it doesn't actually <laughs> list who uh, created it. So I'm trying to see if I can find that. Nothing else. I'll send it to you. So maybe we can add it in like the. Uh, yeah. Yeah. At least send me a link so we can share that. So do we have a specific prompt that we're wanting to run with for this Star Wars scenario? Uh, that goes back to William because he had a scenario idea for his players to start off with. So basically the, how this worked for me, because the idea that I had, stemmed from the question that I had of what happens to a Jedi Padawan who doesn't pass the trials. Because I've been rewatching Clone Wars and all these sort of things where it's like, uh, you have like, you know, the trials that these Padawans are going through to become, uh, or not even to become knights, it's actually to become Padawans. They're not even Padawans yet. These are still younglings. They're still not even somebody's apprentice yet it's like what happens uh and the answer is that there is in canon and legends a entirely separate uh not separate but a subsection of the jedi order called the service corps and literally it's what it says they have a couple different departments but they go and they do sort of acts of service they uh, have you know medical corps that they go out and help teach medicine to people they have an agricultural core that helps teach crop farming methods, that sort of thing. And I thought, that's really funny. And basically what happens is if you fail to become a Padawan, whether because you fail your trials or, you know, you have some sort of issue uh, or my favorite reason, a master just doesn't pick you as their apprentice. <laughs> <laughs> so you can literally just be the kid who wasn't picked. Correct. You can literally just be somebody who they nobody wanted you. <laughs> wow pick glass for dodgeball man there's a whole new meaning there yeah pick glass for dodgeball you get picked last to be a jedi so you don't get to be a jedi knight you get or padawan you get shifted over into the service corps and the whole thing is that they're very like adamant of like you know this is not like a demotion this is not any lesser than being a jedi these are all like important parts of this as they would yeah <laughs> it's like in my hero Acad- academia mm-hmm. where they have like class a and then all the other classes mm-hmm. that are like they're still good classes but they're in they're not the superior class a obviously but they're still kind of just there but i guess they're still quote unquote very important yeah yeah <laughs> Or yeah, no, the no. support class, that's what it is. The support class that people get put into in that. It's very much that idea. <laughs> yeah, it's literally that. And so I had that idea of like, what if all these people, these players, were just a part of the support core, essentially? Like they were just Jedi who did not make it, but they still have like, you know, their force powers. They just never really got to excel in their training, per se. And they're still fairly like, you know, young. Like these aren't like, you know, children or anything, but they're still, you know, I think the youngest player character is like 18. Okay. So essentially my idea was we have these characters that, uh, these character classes, including a few Jedi ones. And I was like, I want you guys to focus on not having a Jedi class, but to pick a different class. And then you'll get to pick a force power with that. 
So you have, like, you know, the normal force uses of, like, you know, telekinesis, that sort of stuff. But, you know, there's, I think it's, like, the uh, the Sentinel, for example, has uh, Jedi Spy, so you can, like, infiltrate places, that sort of stuff. So um, my first thought with that as a as a scenario jumps immediately into Avatar Legend of Korra for mm-hmm. the first season. And you have oh. a character that has been rejected as a Padawan that essentially has gone on to train himself mm-hmm. or herself or whatever, um, has essentially gone on to train themselves to become their own level of defender. And you could use that as potentially they've gone either bitter or they've gone <laughs> the opposite direction and they're trying to be a Jedi, but essentially they've become a superhero <laughs> in the midst of this world of Jedi because they're, what's the word? They're um, vigilante. Vigilantes. Mm. Yeah. It's vigilante justice. <laughs> they're doing their own thing. It looks like a Jedi. It might could have been a Jedi, but plus if you're doing it where they only have one specific power, he has trained that specific power up to be <laughs> exceptional. The idea yeah. of practicing one punch hundred times. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I honestly didn't even think of that whenever I was setting this up. I was like, yeah, no, this is just, it was really just a thing where I was like, I just don't want you guys to have, you know, force powers. You know, I didn't want to have like this a blanket, like, you know, we're setting something up there and then people picking stuff and somebody picking a Jedi and then having the possibility of it being <laughs> like, here's the Jedi story with everybody as background characters, you know? Yeah. I was trying to make it kind of equivalent. So I was like, we are all Jedi, but you do not, you're not a strong Jedi. You are not powerful. We are not Jedi, but some of us are more Jedi than others. (laughs) Yep. So then let me ask this, because I guess maybe I'm confused. What is our main goal with this? Are we wanting to create a scenario or an overarching campaign or what, what are you kind of wanting out of this prompt? I was more so wanting to see uh, with this, what would be a good starting point for characters like this for you? Because I had where I started them, which is basically with like, oh, they're in the service corps and they're doing this. Uh, but like, this is like putting that aside, like not even like, oh, like, you know, they're in the Jedi temple. They're still like a part of the Jedi order. But like, here's some people who have force powers and may have been in the Jedi order or maybe not. But like, I just want to see like, where do you think that you would have like a starting spot for these sort of characters? I would say any good powered by the apocalypse system, especially one that's along this lines, to me lines up a little bit with one of the other powered by the apocalypse, which is masks. And the ultimate question that your characters have to ask themselves is where is their place, so to speak, in this world that essentially doesn't want them. So Mm -hmm. finding what is the thing that they're good at? Is their thing maybe... I don't know. I'm thinking like the everyday superheroes, the firefighters or officers, or maybe they're really good at medical and helping out in the medicinal core, you know, whatever. Um, What is their place and how can you run with that? Because then for me, the question of the DM is what is the most open-ended prompt that I can give that I could fit in under like a, we're going to take care of fires. We're going to take care of justice. We're going to take care of people. Like what's the one thing, one pinpoint conflict they can be dealing with either a character or a MacGuffin that could encapsulate any of those, depending upon the direction my players want to go. So piggybacking a little bit off of Casey, 
William, for your players, do they have a specific core in mind that they kind of want to go with, like a branch or like a direction that they've already said we're interested in this? Fair point. Yeah, so uh, two of the players, basically, they pick the medic core and they pick, they actually both bait medic characters. Mm-hmm. Um, but they went kind of different directions with their characters. Uh, one of them did go like very much, I'm going to be a medic, I'm going to be like a force healer, it's going <laughs> to be my power, that sort of thing. The other one's a medic, but he's very inspired by like bones from star trek <laughs> uh and so he went with uh he just went with like a very sarcastic sort of character and he went with uh it was i forget what it is but it's uh basically he's a master of unarmed combat so this is like a mm. doctor who like he's like i want to have like the worst bedside manner and is that's want to fight people <laughs> so house. house yeah yeah okay house if he um, also studied holistic medicine yeah uh, but so that was where they were wanting to be is like being the uh, like medicine sort of side of things. Uh, and from there, I've been trying to see how I can. Uh, like basically what my where I'm at with their campaign is I'm having a setup for a treasure hunt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just want to be something where like the discovery is something that's relevant to that, you know, okay. whether it's like uh, cash for people or something like mm-hmm. that. So one direction that we could take this to start off is if you've got two people that are of the same core already, they could be being sent out on like a minor mission of sorts. Maybe this is their first time out on their own and your third player is kind of like it's a co-op mission between branches. So it's, you know, it's a joint operation. You've got, you know, the different people being sent out. But it's a small team because so it's not a big problem and we can send them there and then they realize it is a big problem. It feels a little bit like the trope of you get here and it's more than you can handle, but that's always a good starting place because it gives your characters the option of how do they approach the problem. Do they try to tackle themselves? Do they call for help when they're waiting for help? Do they do anything while they're waiting? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we are both apparently really hungry. <laughs> no, I, I wasn't laughing at that. I'm just laughing at the you, you gave this real long response and we got, yeah. <laughs> that's what happened whenever we had Spencer on. We yeah. gave this really long diatribe. What do you think? Yeah. Well, I like both of yours. <laughs> <laughs> that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think that might be the best route that you want to take. If you want to get more specific than that, personally, I wouldn't do. I I wouldn't initially make it. They get there and it's a larger problem than they think. Mm. For me, it needs to build to that, especially for a first adventure, and especially if you want to start laying the seeds of what you might have as your larger overarching thing. Anytime mm. you're starting off a new campaign, you want to make sure that you're foreshadowing what the bigger bad evil guy is going to be doing <laughs> or what the larger problem in the world is going to be. Even if you're not directly referencing it and directly tying it in, think of it like the wake behind a boat. You know, what what is the side effects that are going on within the world because of the decisions that this one character is making? I think I have an idea for that. And it is. So your players are sent to a colony of some kind, whether it's mining, terraforming, terraforming, Mm. something like that. And it's just they need medical assistance and we need to send backup or whatever other core is justify why he's going. And they get there and they do all their medical aid. They help out. They take care of people Mm. and they discover something that... Hopefully I'm still recording. Okay. Um, They discover something 
that is basic. Oh, it kicked off the recording. Dang it. Casey, stop the recording of that real quick. I paused it. So here we go again. Yeah, perfect. I'll have to splice this in eventually. Um, no idea where it dropped off as a problem. I, I'll, I'll just assume it probably caught enough. Um, Casey, can you ask your question about the time period again and we'll go from there? So considering you're wanting to use not younglings, but people that did not make it into the Jedi Order, the assumption is that this is taking place during the time of the Republic. So we're talking prequels, correct? Yeah, so for my campaign specifically, it's happening in the interim for between episode one and episode two. So it's that 10-year period where, you know, you'd have Obi-Wan and Anakin, all of them running around. I actually had a joke in my first uh, session with my campaign mates there. What are you, players, I guess? Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my brain just completely forgot that word. Um, but I had a joke with the first uh, session with my players where I was like, yeah, you're just walking around and you see, you know, there's Obi-Wan with whatever that runs name is. The kid is <laughs> following him. You don't remember. Yep. Uh, Anakin, yeah, everyone but... keeps talking about he's not that great. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's just like, I, I really like the idea of like, it's something that I think can ha- take place really at any point because the whole idea for it is that these are people who do not have any formal training they're like mm-hmm. you know luke skywalker in that way where it's like this is somebody with a force power who just has no training whatsoever and no opportunity really necessarily mm-hmm. yeah to get like a very specialized training have mm-hmm. like a one-on-one master princess situation so they just kind of have to grow on their own and with people around them so yeah so do we want to go ahead um and do a lock-in of they are being sent on a mission where they discover something that will lead into the campaign. Basically, they'll go somewhere and discover the MacGuffin as part of the mission outcome. I have a really good idea for that as well. It, it does do feel like that's probably the best use of a first scenario because yeah. it gives them the opportunity to use their abilities, especially if you have two medics, that hmm. people are injured, you want to help heal them. <laughs> and also, there's this really cool thing you can go discover. Yeah, I think that'd be a good one. Yeah, let's try it. Okay, we'll go ahead and lock that in then as the first mission option. So I realize I do not have my writing implement with me. I'm going to have to go get that later. But, um, <laughs> I realize that too. <laughs> you use a phone usually, don't you? I do. It's over there. Ah, I can't help um, But I realize this is probably not within canon, but, you know, Star Wars in canon totally sticks to itself. Um I would love to see for this one, this mission being you can use Tatooine or you can use Dantooine, not Dantooine, um, not Kashyyyk. What's the other one? Lost Star Wars names. I don't know. So go Anyways, for it. <laughs> um, pick a desert planet, essentially, that's on the outer rim. Oh, Jakku? Uh, that would work. Um, yeah. Pick a, <laughs> a desert planet that's on the outer rim and the Republic is attempting to bring them into the fold. And they're attempting a soft bringing in, not a like mm-hmm. a, you're going to be a part of us now, but a soft bring in. And so what they're doing is they are sending your players out to establish a new med post, essentially, that is going to be sponsored by the Republic on this Outer Rim planet. They are not requiring anything from the planet. They are only providing medical aid. And the goal, ultimately, with this is to provide goodwill for that planet to bring them into the fold. And what that does for your players, it gets them away from Coruscant, which is a big deal. Like that's a that's a huge potential for a lot of different stories, but it does provide them access to get back to Coruscant if they want to. 
It provides them with a brand new area to play around in where you have almost complete and total control over what's going on because cities, to me, cities can be overwhelming, especially for new players because then it's where should I go? <laughs> what should I do? So keeps them locked into one or two small places, gives them enough expansiveness to where they can start exploring the planet because you know there's only one colony per any planet in Star Wars. <laughs> and... Um, provides you with an opportunity, even if it's a, a planet that maybe hasn't been charted in Star Wars era yet, provides you with the opportunity to build out an area where this thing, whatever is going on, is having the largest effect, and the players just aren't going to know about it at first. I think it's a really good idea, actually, yeah. <laughs> I love we're sending, essentially, Dr. House to establish a med bay. Med post. Med post. Yeah. <laughs> Very explicit instructions politically minded you need to make people like you no it's not politically minded <laughs> at all at all because if they know it's politically minded oh. they will reject it oh so your players can't reveal the intentions Correct. or they've not been told the true intentions at least i mean they might have been informed you're probably going to be attacked from time to time <laughs> because this is the outer rim and the people yeah. on the outer rim don't want any kind of structure so just be aware that might be something you're going to have to deal with which again if your players want to focus more towards a combat side of things, that gives them that option that way. I do think Powered by the Apocalypse is one of the most fun when it comes to combat just because it's so free-flowing, even at that. But yeah, this provides plenty of opportunity for role-play as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a really organic combat or role-play opportunity, too. If yeah. you might be attacked, people may not like you. And your players have the option of, do they want to engage in combat or initiate it? Or are they going to try to talk their way out of some situations? And considering Star Wars backwater planets being what they are, the medical care that your players are going to provide is real care. Yeah. Which is not probably what these characters in these places <laughs> are used to. Much less if you provide it for them at a, at a discount slash free. Right? So that adds to another level of like political intrigue that you can layer in on top. Because who knows, maybe the, the huts have a base out in this place and are not keen on <laughs> the Republic moving in on their organized crime. Mm -hmm. William, did you have any specific goals with the um, the treasure hunt, like things you wanted them to discover early on, or was it kind of just going to be figuring out where to drop in clues as you went? Um, wait, so what is it that you're trying trying to ask specifically like with like the clues or like Yeah, so is there a clue that the players can come across in this scenario? Um either maybe like a legend that they can be told about if they're nice enough to people or like something they can uncover and like as they're setting up the med post, like a relic. So that actually has a direct tie-in for my idea of the big bad um that's happening, which is basically like I brought up you know the blades in the dark mm -hmm. earlier and all this sort of stuff and i feel like once i actually kind of solidify things i was kind of like man i kind of maybe should have gone with that that would have been a uh, good one for what i have <laughs> but my big bad is very uh it's basically it's a criminal enterprise right mm -hmm. um because i was just trying to go with like certain things but it is a sith cult in a way uh basically my big bad character kind of latched onto the idea of this Sith character as a, you know, as who he is. And in doing so, created this criminal enterprise around him. Mm. And 
it is kind of like a legend thing where it's the clue for the uh, treasure was that they found or that they're supposed to find is a uh, map. It's like a pirate map sort of thing. But this has already been found by agents of this big bad. Mm. It is basically they there is a completely unrelated incident for the player characters that is bringing them into contact with these people who have this map, basically. Gotcha. So they're discovering the map after it's already been been found and your big bad already has whatever it is. Big Bad doesn't have it yet, but their agents do. Okay. And so it's one of the things where then, like, I'm not, like, trying to bring the Big Bad down on them immediately. Mm -hmm. But I'm trying to give them, like, here is, like, this person that's going to keep showing up, this organization. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because that could be something maybe if in this first scenario they don't necessarily get the map, but, like, if we introduce someone of that agency, like, either in Mm -hmm. town or in passing or they hear about it, just making sure that at some point... Or even, I mean, if these guys are very combative, potentially, they could even be one of the people who's trying to keep the Jedi off this planet. Because, like, this is a base operations for us, but we don't want the Jedi showing up. <laughs> hmm. Just imagining Team Rocket now. <laughs> I had to, like, Jesse and James show up to stop your... Oh, wait. <laughs> I have an idea. I I don't know if I want to share it. Are we, are we planning on doing a scribble break with this one, or are we just wanting to run it straight through? We're going to do a scribble break. Okay, I'm a hold off for now. Yeah, hang on to it. Um, trying to think if I have more questions to get for y'all. <laughs> yeah, I I remember the planet I was thinking of, and this might work for you. The planet of Korra, I think it's Korriban. Oh from... yeah, the Sith homeworld. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. That that would be if it was a place that had a known past experience, so not current but a known past experience with the Sith that would Mm -hmm. fit in with your style or like known legends from that, that your players definitely would know about unless they start exploring or digging into the world that they've been moved to, but that there are Mm -hmm. essentially Sith holy sites or a Sith temple or something. It doesn't have to be Korriban, but that would be, if you wanted to make a really (laughs) strong choice, that is, it is us versus the world. Then send them to Korriban. Because this would also be several thousand years past the the Sith Temple having been there, having basically fallen apart at this point. At this point, we only have like the Sith and their um apprentice, right? There's just like there's only two of them now. Yeah. 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 I mean, that could be interesting, especially if you have a guy who's kind of converted himself to the Sith, and there's a treasure map for a Sith treasure on the Sith planet that he's sent someone ahead of him to go find. <laughs> the fun thing is, if you follow the Old Republic, there are creatures in the the Sith homeworld that have Force abilities. Mm. That that's mm. where the Sith basically descended, the, the religion of the Sith mm-hmm. descended from was from these creatures that people tried to emulate. Is this kind of like in um, Avatar where Toph learns earthbending from the moles? Kind of, but on a much larger scale. Okay. I think I've got kind of an idea as what to do for the story. I've only got three lock-ins currently, but they're kind of big ones. I've got that this is the team's first mission to on a medical site that's going to establish a med post for the Republic. And somehow they will come into contact with this criminal-slash-cult-ish agency, um, whether through a direct fight or subterfuge, possibly. 
Do I want to? Do we want to lock in Korriband as like or like a Sith based planet at least? No, because I have an idea for one that's not <laughs> okay. I specifically uh, don't. Okay, <laughs> if that, I get hey, that's, that's, that's fine. fine that's fine. The lockins are kind of like the general ones, but you can leap off them as you want to. So, Casey, when we take the Sith planet, you can come up with something else. Oh, I was going just... to use Korriband. Oh, okay, just the idea of that. <laughs> yeah, that that was where I started, and I was like, well, there's some directions you can take it. Pardon my non-smoker smoker cough, <laughs> as I am still healing. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Well, either way, um, do you all two have enough of framework to come up with a scenario idea, or do we need to hash out a few so. more details? I've got enough to give a starter. Yeah, I think I have an idea okay. there for it. So. All right. We'll go ahead and do a five-minute scribble break then, and then come back and see what we get. This is not as long as I expected it to be, but this is... <laughs> I'm giving you a campaign. You're welcome. Oh, goodness. Okay. This is called Blank Scenario, Casey. <laughs> this is one scenario with a lot of loose threads oh, that will expand goodness. into a campaign. Oh, boy. So you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? <laughs> Let's have you go first. We always have like the, sh the shortest scenario go first. Let's make Casey go first. A really long one. And then people will get through his and go, oh, these are like super zippy now. <laughs> but, but mine might be the best. Well, they'll have two more scenarios to listen to to decide that. I hate going first. <laughs> okay. All right. So I I took all of them <laughs> and ran with them. So your players will be sent to the desert planet of Kazdril on a special diplomatic mission to establish good diplomatic relations mm -hmm. with the people of Kazdril. Kazdril is an outer rim world with valuable assets that the Republic would like to see brought into the fold. You, as a member of the Republic, must help with this diplomatic gesture of goodwill and head to that planet with the, the intent of establishing a free med base. Free med care for those that need it, no matter how good, no matter how bad, those that need it. You as players are told that you have gotten assurances from... Um, from the Republic, they have done deals with the huts to ensure that the base will not be attacked, will not be destroyed. It is seemingly diplomatically okay. Generally speaking, deals like this don't go down, but considering they know they're going to be putting their best people in potentially harmful situations, the Republic has done everything that it can to protect its people. That said, the Republic tells you that you cannot openly attack anyone. You must maintain passivity no matter what happens. This being a diplomatic base means that should this turn into a war situation, the Republic is going to be the one that's faced with the bill, faced with the war, faced with whatever comes from it. Then enters the Rodian. As your players are dealing with day-to-day -day life within this base, helping out those that need it, getting to know the different members of this nearby village or nearby settlement, a Rodian bursts into their med base, desperately seeking medical care and looking considerably worse for wear. They're the lizard type looking type. I was saying, like, what is yeah. a Rodian? The one that Han Solo <laughs> shot first. Ah, okay. Those okay. are Rodians. <laughs> <laughs> um, a Rodian busts into your establishment begging for care or if not openly begging looking like they're about to die on the floor mm. your players of course being medical professionals 
will do everything that they possibly can to help this Rodian, bringing this Rodian back to life. Um, I I don't know whether I've said yet this could be played as a female. Female Rodians don't show up often, so it could be really cool. Um, eventually, while your players are handling this Rodian's medical care, there is essentially a knock at their spacer door. A local crime lord by the name of Dorian Fisk has shown up and is requiring you to release the do- the Rodian. I think I named it Rosina. Yeah. Rosina into his hands. This Rodian has been brought back from the brink of death, has had maybe a conversation or two with you and your party. Um, really cagey, nothing super in-depth. But again, your players being told that they must maintain passivity will have to make a choice. Mm-hmm. Do they release this Rodian or do they stand up for themselves and keep them back? A decision must be made. And depending upon what they decide will expand the story further in a couple of different directions. Um, we'll make the assumption for now they give the Rodian over to Dorian. Over the course of this story, the players will be dealing with an unfriendly populace perhaps the huts calling in some favors to maintain this protection and a continued assault from Dorian because even though they would have given up the Rodian, the Rodian hid its most valuable cargo somewhere within this free med base and in a plan to return later to collect it. For you see, what really is going on here is this Rodian had been hired by Dorian Fisk to pick up a map from a local Sith cult, or, you know, just consider it a religious organization, whatever, right, Um, (laughs) has been forced into retrieving this map, managed to do so by the skin of her non-existent teeth, (laughs) and has hid this map in your base as a bargaining chip for later. This map leads to a local holy site where Dorian has been told for those willing to sacrifice you will gain some level of power, some level of force power, Mm -hmm. which Dorian desperately wants. The finale of this entire story, no matter what ends up happening, no matter how you decide to deal with Dorian, will eventually have the big bad, your big bad, whoever you choose, showing up at this med post and demanding a return of his property, the map. The players at this point will be pushed to decide Do they follow the Republic's demands and give up what is obviously potentially a powerful item that can cause greater pain in the long run? Or will they do what's best for those around them and decide to defy the Republic for the best of the people? Interesting. There's about four or five different threads you could follow (laughs) with that. There you go. All right. I like that at any point. Your players have to decide to avoid conflict, and then they're pushed into having to deal with that decision later. Yeah. yeah. Any any story that I come up with, I always try to give, it's the, the Stan Lee approach, that Spider-Man can go and save Mary Jane, but Mary Jane is on the east side of town, <laughs> and on the west side of town, there is the medicine that Aunt May needs to be able to live another day, and he only has time to do one, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Right, That, to me, creates the most interesting dramatic situations for the players because they can't have both. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Uh, William, do you want to go next or you want to go last? 
Um, it's a good question. Uh, <laughs> you want to follow Casey? You don't want to follow me? That that's the that's the question there. <laughs> Typically, we let guests go last because it's their special prompt. But that's up gotcha. to you. I mean, I'll go ahead. I'll follow that. I guess I'm. I'm trying to decide how confident I am. I am in this. So <laughs> it's okay. We, we save the best for second. Sure. <laughs> see, see, the second movie is always the best one, right? No. <laughs> name name one outside of Two Towers and Dark Knight. Empire Strikes Back. That's true, actually. Okay, fair. <laughs> Considering what we're dealing with, fair. Uh, yeah. More Han Solo. Go. <laughs> All right, Wayne, what you got? So for this, this is going to be the player's first mission. Uh, as a part of the Jedi Order, uh, they are being sent to the planet of Concord Dawn, uh, which is a war-torn planet in the Mandalorian system. It is a planet that, since it's close to the Mandalorian, who, as people may know, love fighting their wars, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it has been devastated time and time again. And an attempt to reach out to a system that generally is neutral to the Republic. They are sending out a free medical base to Conquer Dawn to try to help the beleaguered uh, people of this land, try to make sure that they can uh, be taken care of. There's no war currently happening, but there's still all of the effects of the last war. <laughs> mm. um, so they are being sent out to this town i did not come up with names but it is a (laughs) spaceport uh and i likened it to moss Eisley, but greener okay uh so less sand and more just it's a it's a agricultural it was an agricultural place it was kind of the breadbasket of the mandalorian sector before it got just completely destroyed and various different wars being fought over and on the planet itself uh, and with these people here, the players will be setting up a camp to help provide free aid to the people here, unbeknownst to them that there is actually a second organization on the planet currently providing a healthcare mm-hmm. system for the populace. Um, however, theirs is not free and is actually a front for a criminal organization. And they are there to try to promote healing, but just in a very cutthroat manner. They're not appreciative competition whatsoever, mm-hmm. and they don't want the Republic edging in on their uh, <laughs> their setup, as it were. And so with that, the players would end up coming into some conflict with representatives of, the, of this company, not the... Uh, uh, organization itself but of the front company there mm. and trying to convince them to give up as it were and i'm running out of steam i can already feel it <laughs> <laughs> that, that was basically that was just like the, that was a setup that i had for it yeah that was basically where i was starting my starting off point okay i'm not getting a full campaign out of it <laughs> no, no, yeah. no no you're good i like that though the idea of just you have the free company or the free med post coming in and there's another company there is like we we've had this 
foothold for a while and we've yeah. been making bank on this, you need to go away. <laughs> it occurs to me one thing that you could add to that, going back to what I said before about mm -hmm. the avatar connection, is you could make the runner yeah. of that opposite organization one of those who has basically fallen from grace. They were a Padawan mm -hmm. that was not accepted and they have established themselves in this place with their one force power that they've <laughs> trained and you could go the way of force healing which would mm -hmm. be impressive and almost like messianic in his approach to get the on the good side of the people there mm -hmm. or you could go the opposite direction and it's jedi mind trick to the point mm -hmm. that i can mm -hmm. convince you to pay me more money for what <laughs> little services that i'm doing maybe i deserve more mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so the only thing i really couldn't figure out for this is what to have as a MacGuffin. Uh, for it there that was the only thing i was having the struggle trying to figure out i think just the idea of the front company could work even as an introduction if they get in there yeah. and then they realize there's this whole back room of like smuggling and sith icon iconography stuff going on and yeah. people are trying to like locate an object somewhere it's like that on its own i think could be good mcguffin all right yeah Kind of like that day you go into a Italian shop and there's no one else there and you realize very quickly, maybe you should not be, should not be there. <laughs> you go into this new med or you go into this med post that's been requiring payment and in the back of the med post, there's a sign over a door that says, do not enter unless you have a really open mind. That's where all the Sith iconography <laughs> is. But, yeah. yeah, that was good. That was just a little like setup that I had for one day or so. I like it. All right. Mine very much feels a little bit like a D&D &D scenario because pretty much everything does for my brain, apparently. that's what you're used to. Yeah. I mean, I can do a call of Cthulhu. I mean, <laughs> to be fair, Star Wars is D&D, &D, but with guns in space. Yeah. Space yeah. fantasy. Space also, wizards. Dune is space fantasy. That's essentially yeah. what I came up with. Yeah. That was like, the valuable like, that was basically resource. Dune. <laughs> that was my thinking. <laughs> like, it's a valuable resource. Yeah. So just take Dune, make it Star Wars. Spice must flow. All the Jedi's are addicts, apparently. <laughs> All right. So for mine, I have the team of players is being sent out to support a new med post. So they are not establishing it, but they are basically going out as new members for it. So it's been established on this planet, kind of backwater planet. I don't know any planet name, so fill in the gap either. as you want. Mine was made up. <laughs> cool. Yeah. <laughs> planet Neptune. <laughs> they go there. That's not made and up. Um, Pluto. Pluto's made a planet now. Neptil. <laughs> Pluto's no longer a planet, so that counts, right? <laughs> Could be Plutarch, Plutine, Plutil. Very Star Wars. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Anyway. <laughs> Do go on. They are sent out because this MedPost is having trouble with the locals. They are trying to make the locals very friendly to Republic, and it's kind of working, but they need you know more hands on deck. So your party is sent out there to be just, you know, more agents for them to send up. The leader of this med post, your first job for them is go to this local town and just do some local healing on site. People aren't coming to us, so we're going to go to them. So here's your medical bag. Here's some lunch. Go and do healing stuff. On the way to the first town, they are going to be jumped by bandits. Now, these are going to be very much just like local ruffians. These are not anyone major, major player-wise. Your party will immediately tell these guys you're not in great shape, but they are being attacked. So they will have to decide how much force, <laughs> how much force do they want to use to stop these guys versus are they going to just give up what's being asked of them? These guys are just asking for some money, some food. They're not really asking for much. So they don't have to fight, but they can if they want to. 
after the ruffians are either taken down or they are given what they want and leave, your party can approach the first town they're supposed to go to. The town is grateful for the healing. They're like, oh, we actually, this is nice. Thank you. We appreciate this. And they'll ask if they had any trouble on the road. Because the town is aware of the ruffians. They're from another local town. And they just cause trouble. They're not really, it's just like a local gang of teenagers that just do things because they're teenagers. And if your party decides to tell them the outcome of a potential fight, that might shift the perception of the party in the town image. So that's a little bit the kind of role play aspect to start with of how how is your party going to interact with the bandits and then how are they going to tell the town or are they going to not tell the town about the outcome of that fight if they did have one. So that's a good way to kind of gauge your player's reaction there. On the way back to the med post, after doing all this healing and not dealing with bandit fight on the way back, thankfully, they discover an old mining site. It looks like someone was digging up something like an archaeologist archaeology dig they find some imagery that looks familiar but they're not quite sure how to place so they can find something with it on there take it back uh for a dm note or gm note this is a sith iconography this was an old sith sith temple that was being dug up so there's a lot of images of like the sith logos and things like that around your players may not be super familiar with that imagery so you can just describe it and just say, it looks familiar, but you're not quite sure. If they take any of it back with them, they are able to give it to the med post supervisor. They do some research with it and say, hey, so where did you find this at? Because I need you to go back there and confirm what was there. Like, what else was did you find? Because when a party first found the site, there was equipment there. Someone was obviously digging up something, but it's been abandoned for a little bit. So your party will go back there do some more research in that area, figure out what was actually going on. When they go back this time, however, it is not abandoned. The agents of our Sith cult were doing research here and they were back to retrieve all their equipment that they didn't get the first time for whatever reason. They're now back to get everything. And they have been told under no circumstances is anyone supposed to know they've been here. So they're going to have to stop your players from knowing they've been here, which basically means a fight. I would not make it super difficult because your players do have force powers and these guys don't. So your players will fight them. Any of these agents that are not incapacitated are going to run off. They're just going to run away. They're not going to worry about it. If your players would like to take hostages, they can. It's going to be difficult because you have to get your hostages from the dig site back to the med post. And the longer the walk is, the more likely people are going to escape. If they do manage to get anyone back, though, they're just shift back off the HQ and the players aren't really going to have to deal, deal with them. Now at this point, your players are told, okay, back to business as usual. If they ask at any point what the imagery was, what was going on there, they are told don't ask about it. Don't question it. So they are basically told to shut everything down about what they found and just pretend like it didn't happen. Back to healing people. Your players may or may not like that. They might decide to play along with that for now. They can always go back to the temple site if they want to and d do some more digging. Um, the downside, though, is their players now have a new threat clock that is going on that they are not aware of. One of the agents who escaped is going to tell the big bad that they were discovered retrieving this equipment. There's a new med post on this planet. And there's this group of seemingly force users that attacked us. So while your players are not an immediate threat, they are now on this guy's radar. 
And this planet is now going to probably have more problems with this group because of that med post. So that is my starting off point for a Star Wars Service Corps campaign. Yeah, I like the... Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Enthusiasm! <laughs> the same um. response every time. The same. Yeah! yeah. It, it's hard to know. Like, what do you say? Um, then, like, that, that, like, that. It's like, what do you say? <laughs> no, I really... Yeah, I enjoyed the uh, idea of it being a... Uh, you get to start off with the whole bandit thing, and then it being just like, oh, this was just like a couple of teenagers mm-hmm. just messing around, and just like, oh... You might have just murdered a bunch of kids and yep, the town's yep. not going to like you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep, and it's the question of, are your players going to tell them, or do they keep their mouth shut, and how well do mm-hmm. they lie? <laughs> yeah, and especially for me with the first scenario in a campaign, I always like to add in like little, not like questionable motives, but things like they can decide how it's going to play out to get an idea of how is the player going to react to things. Yeah. Because everyone reacts differently. You know, one person may go, I'm going to attack everything in sight without realizing it. And it's a good way of like, you can attack them, but there are consequences. So you've learned things now. (laughs) But yeah, I like the idea of having like an archaeological archaeology dig going on, like Indiana Jones style. (laughs) You can literally have a crystal skull. It's really funny that you bring that up because in the campaign that I am doing, that is basically that is the uh, MacGuffin for it is uh, the archaeological an archaeological dig happened and they found like a treasure map essentially. <laughs> Yay! Perfect. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. More digging. <laughs> oh, that has been our yeah. first Star Wars episode. Woo! Star Wars has been yeah. on my list for a while. I'm not an expert, however, so I have to bring people on who do watch it. You've just lost so many nerd creds. <laughs> I know. I like, so many people. I like Star Wars, but there's it's so hard to get into because there's so much. And there's already so much other nerd, nerd culture I have to figure out how to get into. Just so. follow the movies and like one or two of the TV shows. Yeah. I know Clone Wars is supposed specials. to be really good, but I just it just does not appeal to me for some reason. I really enjoy Clone Wars. That's part. That's the whole reason why in 2020 I just got huge back into Star Wars again. Is because I had all the time in the world, and I was like, I've never watched the Clone Wars show. I'm gonna watch it, and I was like, mm-hmm. Great! I got sucked back into this again. Oh yeah. I it's like I got out of it so so close. I do hear rave reviews about the Clone Wars constantly, mm-hmm. and all of the spinoffs that have come from mm-hmm. the Clone Wars, like Bad Batch and Bad Batch and Rebels. Yeah, and I want to mm-hmm. think there's a third, and then then Ashaka is now getting her yeah, own thing as well. Yeah, she's in her own. Ahsoka, yeah, she's so in her sorry. own now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I gotta say that's that's my favorite my favorite comparison for it is I like to say like at some point I just put Star Wars on the back burner and then in 2020 I accidentally knocked something over and it burned down the house. <laughs> uh, so. Yep. Oh, uh, William, thank you again for coming on the show. It took us you know a year to finally arrange. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, hey, we had busy lives, busy people. Yep, yep. We'll have to have have you back on for either another powder bar, powered by the apocalypse, or do another Star Wars one at some point. Expand yeah, our. I'd our love to. TTRPG horizons. <laughs> yep, I have several <laughs> on the list. I just have to slowly tap into them. So. Yep. But yeah, William, again, thank you for coming on. If I can find my information on one thing. 
I'll see if I can set figure out how to do that with like a Star Wars thing and see if I can bring <laughs> that to the table. That'll be fun. That's it. Really, uh, the mechanics can be mixed and matched with any genre. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. we will leave our Star Wars scenarios there. Uh, let us know uh, any other you know Padawan service course stuff you throw at it, and also what Star Wars media you enjoy because there's so much out there i'm sure everyone has a completely different favorite no one knows about let's, let's talk favorites not not favorites how about <laughs> yeah yeah the, the positive aspect of this because there's always a positive somewhere open up that can of worms <laughs> really you did that you yeah. absolutely did that to us somewhere some choice every words. star wars nerd is getting ready in the comment section i know it oh it's it's about to go down oh. our page is about to get review bombed yep in the meantime, may the force be with you, and we'll see you next time. <laughs> Live long and prosper. <laughs> Bye-bye. And, yeah, also Marie just went on offline, I think. Um, yeah, you, it I, says I, offline. I what? Why am I For offline? You. I don't know, User but you are officially offline. No. Can you hear her through mine? I can. So, I mean, if we're okay, then we'll keep going. It just yeah, means that I'll you're going to be on potentially my mic chat. Might be the only thing. Well, but... the roadcaster is recording separately, so that yeah. should be fine. Okay. You just can't see me, I'm <laughs> guessing. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. I'll just look at Casey's beautiful hair. This is seven months of growth that we've had right here. Nice. Hello. Bob Spuds here on the scene once again, reporting for Potato Candy Network. Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard, please consider subscribing on your podcasting app of choice. If you have a scenario prompt you want us to use, send it to us on social networking with Instagram and Facebook at Potato Candy Network. And if you really liked us, consider supporting us on Patreon for bonus content monthly, such as behind-the-scenes sneak peeks, inspirations, and future episode previews. Check out our brother show, Dreadful Tales, for some taut tension, full, truly terrifying tales of terror. <laughs> Got that on the first try, you know. And finally, please leave us a review, as it helps your recommendations and helps others find the hard work we do here at Potato Candy Network. Oh, and friendly reminder, if someone asks you if you're a god, don't think of marshmallows. <laughs> Nobody likes that guy.